0: at keep good keith on twitter all responses are appreciated this is the punchy panda podcast punchy panda podcast we back we've done it keep underscore good underscore keith on twitter we made it again to the next installment this time we gotta talk about another double header in the world of MMA, UFC and Bellator back at it. European Grand European series that is, and also another UFC on ESPN Plus card, a big one. First gonna start off with Bellator. Wonderful card that they have. Not many big names on that in the European market, but they have a couple to look lookouts. Gallagher versus Graham, Bellator 217 on the 23rd. going to have main event James Gallagher versus Steve Graham. Big favorite to James Gallagher in his return after a devastating loss in his last, last fight. Hopefully he can bounce back. He has his stablemate Charlie Ward also on the card. He's been doing pretty good in Bellator. And also, a name you might recognize Richie Smullen, UFC veteran, Ultimate Fighter veteran. Again, look out for his contest against Adam Gustav. That's going to be opening up that main card. Very, very good card. Also a very, very good card. UFC on ESPN Plus in Prague. Very nice card with the headliner Jan Blachowicz, who's just silently been just racking up big wins and securing his place in the top five in the light heavyweight division, taking on a young gun, the hammer, Molinier. Tiago mato Santos so excited about this fight. I have no idea what's gonna happen personally as someone who studied the martial art of wrestling, I feel like that gives you such a huge advantage. And we've seen Tiago Santos taken down the muted before and Jan ya is so big and remember Jan beat Tiago um beat Jimmy Manuel twice. That's a big, big statement that's big wins on your record. So I, that's his most recent and his most devastating performance. Speed's gonna play a big factor as well. But over the course of a five-round fight, just be it would behoove you to bet on Balovic. Also in that co-main event, my boy Stefan Shrew coming back, taking on Marcos Rogério de Lima. Lima, very strong striker. He has a lot of um. He does a lot of damage in the clinch as well. I would love if somehow. Stefan Shruv uses reach, but that won't happen, so let me be realistic. We're going to have to get him next to the cage and clinch him up, rip to the body, and we can even get some takedowns here. I feel like that high mount that Stefan Shruv has is super effective, and probably will secure him to win as well. As well, we have a lot of names on this card, and maybe not the biggest stars of the UFC, but a lot of up-and-comers from the European market, and let's be honest. A lot of fighters from the European market are making a big name for themselves in the Euro- in the UFC now. Let's start off with uh, a wonderful um, Dwight Grant taking on Carlos Pesoroli. Step up in competition was a little bit too soon against Cowboy Oliveira, but he's an overall strong talent. We have in the opener, Ruslan Kadyrov versus Diego Ferreira. That's going to be an all-action fight. Very interested in that. Daniel Tamer, the brother of... Um, David Taylor also is on this card against Chris Fishholtz another promising fight big favorite on this card Michelle Prezeris taking on someone I've never heard of and cannot pronounce his name so hopefully he can make a statement and at least have a proper performance against Michelle Prezeris man just those four fights and I didn't even um, I, and I don't know who um, Joe Alvarez is Versus, um, I'm missing some information. I'm not sure who these fighters are. Joe Alvarez and Iza Malogov. But just Vihera Kavilov, Chris Holt, and Tamer, and Michelle Pazares. This is a strong, strong prelim card right there. And you get a bonus fight. Demir Havlovich. You remember him from that big upset victory over Marching Hell. Taking on Dwight Grant. Promising UK talent. Um, Veronica Mercado is back against Jillian Roberts, a very promising um, contender on The Ultimate Fighter. So I know you recognize her name, luckily. And the big one, the People's Main Event, Petr Jan versus John Dodson. Huge fight, huge implications at Bantamweight. This is the big step-up moment for Petr Jan. If he can take out a name such as John Dodson, it's very impressive. And also a big um, a slight favorite but one of the bigger um favorites on the card I, I quickly want to shout out the first lady of prague Lucy Pudilova having a again if we're talking about title implications and we're talking about shifting up the guard here at women's band. we have this fight 14 versus 6 her. against a very dangerous contender whose output is almost much as Liz Carmouche on the feet. we We all know Liz Carmouche's game. Shout out to um Gian Vellante as well, getting back into the cage. Like I said, big card. The names I want you to look out for top five Peter Jan, Liz Carmouche, Demir Hadovich. Michel Preger, is just because he's such a huge, huge favorite on the card. And then the Rusev Kavilov versus Diego Ferreira fight. Those are just, oh my goodness. I can't even, I'm so excited about that one. That could go anywhere and it could be exciting. I'm very excited about that. The biggest piece of news coming out of this week was something that was teased and then official. The legendary George St. Pierre has officially retired from MMA, held a very lengthy press conference in Montreal, sat down with Ariel Hawane, and a lot of revelations from his career believes that t- the only way to retire from the sport is on top. And I believe that's to be true, you know, being one of the few individuals that have two championships in two different weight classes, being one of the greatest welterweights of all time, if not the greatest of all time, and just holding himself in such high esteem would put him in a place where, like I said, he is legendary, and he has put himself in a place where more fighters can look up to him and his legacy as a blueprint to become one of the greats of the sports and one of the stars of the sports, Additionally, he mentioned that there was a lot of negotiation going back and forth between him, his camp, and the UFC about a fight with the lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. But unfortunately, it did not come to fruition. But he's not upset about that. He's also not upset about retiring. I personally believe this retirement is... not necessarily a ploy, but a tool that he'll use to show fan interest in the case that he does want to return. He did mention that he does not have the fire and the blood boiling to take out all the drive to fight on a one-fight basis, which is something that he felt the UFC did not want. And I can agree with him there. He's always about the next best thing, the next fight, which is something that he touched on, and everybody was upset when he decided to drop the middleweight championship, but we'll get to the um, interim title later. If he didn't, we would be in an even weirder predicament than we are now with the middleweight division. Another reason why he's a legend. He respects the sport. He does allow himself to which is something that is remarkable. It's gonna go on vacation, well deserved. Like I said, he inspired an entire new generation of mixed martial artists, and he's a shoe in for the Hall of Fame, and he's at least top five greatest of all time, no matter what list you're looking at. And that has to be something impressive and something that I'll definitely tip my hat to. George St. Pierre, many, many fights were amazing, many, many victories he's had. One of, my, one of the moments that got me into the sport individually was when he fought Jake Shields in Toronto in that big stadium. That was a spectacle, something I had never seen before. Though my initial moment that I liked was going to that co-main event with Mark Hominick and made me believe in the Canadian mixed martial artists. It was like, wow, these guys are really good. They have a lot of great technique. And I've always known about George St. Pierre, but it just put more emphasis on how important MMA is to George St. Pierre and to the people of Canada. Dana White always says how great the Canadian fans are. They roll with the punches well, even when their cards get absolutely demolished by injury and um, card shuffles and things of that sort. And that's mainly because of George St. Pierre. I believe that if everything goes the way that it's been going with all the hype around his retirement, with all the hype around Khabib coming back, if Khabib calls him out again, we might get him out of retirement. We've seen many fighters come out of retirement. I don't think George St. Pierre is done. I think there's more to come from him, and I'm looking forward to whatever endeavors we see in the in-between time. While we're talking about the former middleweight champion, let's talk about the new champion that will be crowned at UFC 236. Israel Asanya will face Kelvin Gastelum, a little bit under seven weeks to determine the interim champion who will fight Robert Whitaker once he's done recovering from his hernia. That had him fall out of the last pay-per-view. It's a fight to make, obviously. I actually love the rush, at the end of the day, these are two fighters who came out of that event healthy. One did not fight, but one put on a master class. And we all know that Israel Asanya is a kickboxer. Kickboxers fight pretty frequently, and they fight often. And that's when they perform the best. So a lot of people are making a big deal about the proximity and things of that sort. But let's be honest. Our Asanya has prided his USK career so far over his activity. And so have many other fighters. And I feel like if he believes that he is ready, we have to take his word for it. Now, fight. Think that he's dealt with at middleweight so far. The size difference, I don't think, is really going to play that big of a deal. Lanky Alessania and the compact Gal, um, Gastelum. Man, it's just a very interesting matchup. I just wondering if the strike or the threat of the takedown will be the muting point. I believe that's going to be the determining factor. Whoever is muted by the others' techniques, we'll be able to find the path to victory. I'm not exactly sure what Calvin Gaslam's path to victory is. Israel out of sight obviously being professional kickboxers, pretty simple, but Calvin Gaslam could win on the feet or on the ground. You remember that he defeated Uriah Hall coming off of the ultimate fighter, who was supposed to be the next Anderson Silva. So he's dealt with elite strikers at middleweight before, but dealing with somebody with the momentum and confidence of Israel Adesanya might be a little bit difficult and I don't know if he's fought anybody at the level as Israel Adesanya at middleweight. He's fought dynamic strikers at middleweight. But this is a completely different situation. And on the flip side the same thing for Israel. Kelvin Dascom is an explosive fighter. He's fought Brad Tavares, but Brad Tavares really didn't have the high level grappling that it would take to get him to the floor. Calvin Gaslam's grappling is legit. And it it's 100% verified. As a rag dog Tim Kennedy. Who is one of the best wrestlers. Were, were one of the best wrestlers in the division at the time. So we know these things. We know how dynamic each fighter needs to be. Now it's all about the professional game plan. That's getting created over these next few weeks. And whoever can stand out on top. Man, they're going to have an amazing fight with Robert Whitaker later on this year. But that might not even be the main event of that card. There have been muslings and talks about a heavyweight championship fight taking place there. If Daniel Cormier is healthy. Got a lot of opponents. We know it's not going to be Brock Lesnar, but Francis Ngannou is calling his shot. And so is Thipe Miocic. I don't know if they do the rematch there or not with Miocic and um, and Ngannou. Or if one of them gets the title shot. Again, this is all based on if Cormier is healthy or not. But we could talk about real fights that are actually happening. Also announced for that May 11th card with Chandler and Pitbull rematch. And the um, welterweight Grand Prix. We have the return of Jake Hager, WWE um, champion, former, and the return of A.J. McKee versus Pat Curran. Big, huge fight for him in the division as well. Featherweight has always been cooking at Bellator, and this is just another moment where they can get one of their homegrown prospects over the top and into that contender space. That's always going to be good. A lot of fights have been announced for the UFC show in Canada, Ontario. We have a big step up in competition for Elias Theodoro versus Derek Brunson. See if Derek Brunson can try to bounce back from his loss to Israel Asanya a little bit earlier this year. Man, but the weird, I just wonder how that style is going to. Fights with Derek Brunson because Elias Theodore does a lot of kicks. It just shows that you maybe you just take this guy down, but he's super rangy. But Derek Brunson is not really utilizing any of his wrestling in his last couple fights. It just seems like take him down and pound him out. But who knows if he's actually with a lot of his wins. Also, some fights from the UFC two three seven card not. A hundred percent official, but Alexander Volkanovski versus Jose Aldo, a uh, number one contender fight, if we have ever seen one, is maybe in the works. And if that happens, Jose Aldo can just submit his legacy as one of the best fighters ever, and get another big win in Brazil if he can take on somebody who is dangerous than Chad Mendes. At this late in his career, Jose Alde will have to put on a stellar performance to get past somebody like Volkanovski. Also in that same card, UFC 237, we have the return of Bech Cojea after that horrible eye injury and surgery and recovery against Irene Aldana. Finally getting that fight that we've been waiting for. Hopefully everything goes well and the fight actually comes to fruition. I cannot wait for that. That is going to be a big fight. In addition to the legendary Jose Aldo, Little Nog will be competing again at UFC 237 against Ryan Spann, product of the Contender Series. Very interested to see what Little Nog has back in the tank, what left in the tank. Very dynamic fighter. Again, a legend of Brazil in MMA. So again, hopefully, he can do a little, you know, have one good show in Brazil. And then hopefully, maybe he can get retire. Retire on top, just like George St. Pierre. I talked about the most important fight coming out of that UFC um, Ottawa card so far. But we have also some big fights. Brian Kelleher coming off his big win over the one and only Hannon Burrell will be facing Mitch Gagnon. Big fight. Juan Adams returning against Arjun Buller. Arjun Buller. Big fan favorite. We have wonderful Canada's own Sarah Moraes taking on Leah Letson. Pretty decent fight. It looks like they're ranked, so that's going to be a nice fight at 135. Also at 135 in the men's division, it's going to be Canada's own Brad Katona, who's coming off a big, very profess- very impressive win. I'm sorry. It's going to be taking on that motherfucker, this um, um Jes Vallasville. Woof. If he can get past Dzvalis Vili, he's gonna be a blue chip prospect for sure. That's a crazy fight. Oh my goodness. And um for Hasaravi's brother um is gonna be competing on that card as well. So we have two cards shaping out. the next quarter of this year. I'm very impressed with the, the card as they're building up and we again we still don't even have the main event for Either of these cards. So anything can happen. Again, hit me up at punchy panda on Twitter. Keep good keith. That's a G-U-D. Two underscores in between. Keep underscore good underscore keith. You guys have been beautiful. You guys have been great. Again, if you want me to add anything to the show, and if you think that there's any fights that I missed. Or if you just want to have a conversation with me, just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Get in my DMs. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And Punch Up.